Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Close Up Magic. I'm your host, Stephen Cameron, and as always, he's back. Malik is back. He's here. What's going on, Malik? How you doing, sir? Good to have you. Uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Last week was a little crazy. Um, you guys held it down with Patrick I missed you last week, with the dude. Fastball. That was oh, awesome. Patrick. Yes, he came but, um... <laughs> and saved the day. But we missed yeah. you. We missed you. Definitely, I, I miss you guys. You know, I, I definitely, you know, caught a listen and stuff. But I, I definitely did you get your you work done. You didn't get fired. I did. I did get my, my work Hell done. My yeah. boss is out of town, trying to hold down a little extra work and everything like that. So it's good stuff. Nice, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, dude, let's just get into it. We got a really exciting episode today. Today is FIBA Day. We're gonna talk all about Franz and was supposed to be Mo Wagner, but it's just Franz Wagner playing, and so. Uh, yeah, anyways, we have a great guest, Adam Papa Giorgio, who really, really pays a lot of attention to FIBA and also covers the magic um, with his uh, Penny and Pop podcast. Uh, he'll be joining us here shortly. But before we get to that, we're going to cover um, some housekeeping and then get to our tweet of the week here shortly. Um, first and foremost, we are brought to you by 19 Media Group. Um, they're doing great things, man. We, we really appreciate them. There's some big things coming from us later this week, but they're just such a solid partner for us. Um, and they, they have all sorts of good podcasts on their network. They have uh, entertainment, um, sports, music, so much stuff, lifestyle. So definitely go check out all the different podcasts they have on that platform. Um, Malik, we got featured uh, on Good Pods podcast this past week, which was really dope. We were the number yeah. one um, staff suggested podcast for the week, which was sick. I loved that. That was just a really cool shout out um, for all you listeners. If you're looking for a good podcast platform, um, check out Good Pods podcast. Uh, it's a really good platform. Um, very yeah, user friendly, kind of community driven. Yeah, it's a little more social media based, kind of getting you interest what other people are listening to and all so it's pretty cool and all yeah I've, I've, I've been enjoying partaking <laughs> i bet man it's it's been fun i i'm using it too i still to be honest i still use like apple Podcasts for for some stuff i use good pods for some other i haven't fully transitioned over there yet oh, yeah, but no it's, it's been good it's a good it's a good platform so far um a big announcement which is cool i know some of you have been asking for it um we have some merchandise coming uh going to be available in september um t-shirts hats mugs all sorts of random stuff uh you'll be able to order um shop still getting set up uh but we've seen some previews of what the stuff is going to look like it's great again 19 media group is helping us navigate all this there's gonna be a wide range of stuff if you want a kitchen apron with our logo on it you can have it. It's all going to be available to you. So anyways, uh, September will be cool. If you want to get some merchandise, you're more than welcome to. Um, that'll be really fun. And last and most importantly, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, 
please go ahead and hit that subscribe. I'm pointing to the subscribe, um, not the button, but the graphic that I'm posting, but hit the subscribe button down here. That's going to be really helpful for us. Um, leave a review if you're listening to on a, on a, on a platform. Um, and if you could share it with a friend, that'd be great. Well, it's, it's, fun, it's funny when you mentioned some of you have been asking for, I thought you were talking about me, like I've been asking for it and you're going to, you know, virtually reach across the country and give me a right hook or something like that. But I no, understand dude, what you, you were can saying. Just order it. I you just you. order it. Yeah, gotcha. it's great. Yeah. Not you, <laughs> but like some of our listeners. Yeah. Some of those guys have been asking for it. That's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Malik, anything else before we get to tweet of the week? Uh, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. You go first. Well, my tweet of the week uh, is from uh, John Hollinger, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people have seen this meme going around where what the origin is there's an Argentinian woman who's speaking very close to her boyfriend, kind of telling something, explaining, look online, it's kind of explaining woman, and uh, what it is is a reference to Paolo in the crossover, and the woman is saying, People think it rains all the time in Seattle, but it's actually really dry in summer with very low humidity, but an unusually humid day for August. And there were lots of people in a small gym. And that was why the court got wet spots and they had to cancel the game. And it's just <laughs> reference to the farce, the kind of uh, craziness that happened on Saturday with the, uh, well, it's kind of a crazily attended uh, crossover game where Paolo, LeBron, Jason Tatum, uh, Aaron Isaiah Gordon, Thomas, I mean, all kinds DeJounte of guys were Murray. out there somehow in a tiny high school gym where they had to put police tape on the baseline to keep people from overflowing. Um, it got too hot in there. People were slipping and sliding. Uh, guys were afraid of getting hurt. So they called the game in the second. Quarter. I heard it, it didn't have a, air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, with Seattle. So, I mean, they're, they're one of those places that yeah, you don't you know, like need some it all the time. Yeah. You think you don't need it, but when it's hella hot, you do need it. And yeah. You know, so it's a it was a it was a real kind of a I mean, it was kind of a nice way to spend Saturday night. If you didn't have anything going on, I was just folding clothes and just watching the silliness go on and watching Jason Tatum hit a bunch of threes and stuff like that. But anyway, it's reference to that. Just how silly that was <laughs> um, watching that on Saturday night. So, you know, if it wasn't for that, we would have had some highlights to talk about with Paula Bencaro. But, uh, you know, they canceled it in the second quarter. So, yeah. So good. We're almost to September. We made it through almost. Yeah. Almost. We're we're getting close. We're getting close. September's going to be a great month. I'm excited. My my tweet of the week is short and sweet. Markel Fultz tweeted fourth seed. Fourth seed. I'm psyched. I mean, that's all I got to say. <laughs> if I, I, I if if he believes it, I believe it. I don't think I believe it, but I want to believe it. But Markel believes it, so fourth yeah. seed uh, seems very. A lot of things would have to happen. Go right go wrong for other people and stuff, but, but you hey, know, man, you he's know, got more eternal and he's got more insight on the team than I do. So if, if he thinks I can be the fourth seed, what's weird though, is why even project something like that? Good vibes. Good vibes. Yeah. But also now you're putting pressure on your team. Pressure. I don't makes know. Diamonds. I don't know. I don't like diamonds? I'm psyched on the tweet. Obviously <laughs> I picked it for tweet of the week, but you know, I don't know. Does everyone appreciate it as much as I do? Maybe I know magic yeah. fans do, um, but Markel Fultz, I hope you're listening. If you are come on the show, but if not, I like your tweet, dude. Tweet of the week yeah. goes to Markel. He's, he's the guy who could actually be a big part of that. If it happens, he's going to have a great season. So, you know. yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Let's get to the meat and gravy of the, the, the meat and potatoes, not the meat and gravy, the, the biscuits, gravy, meat and potatoes of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, and let's get Adam Papa Giorgio on up here. Uh, listeners, stay tuned. We're getting right to it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right, everyone, like we said in the intro, we got Adam Papa Giorgio from the Penny and Pop podcast uh, joining us tonight. Adam, how are you doing tonight? Thanks for joining. I'm doing awesome. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so the main reason we're having you on, this is a special episode, and uh, we want to talk about FIBA. Um, FIBA basketball, international basketball, it's, it's always big in the summertime. It's no different this summer and this summer we actually have some magic basketball players. and granted we've had basketball players in past uh play for fiba you know evan with france and 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 vooch and stuff like that but but this year we have um uh franz and we we're supposed to have mo wagner but he's no longer on on the team through an injury but we have franz wagner uh representing germany um in general what what does this really mean for, for Franz and a player to, to play for FIBA basketball in the summer? So Franz in the past has played for Germany in like a youth capacity, but this is by far kind of a big deal. This is his first senior national tournament uh, mm -hmm. for Germany. And the fact that he's playing in a big tournament like Eurobasket in his backyard of Germany, it's a really big thing. I mean, you probably saw... Uh, you know, when Moritz uh, had to go out with the ankle, like he was like, he had like some long quotes about how much it really would have meant to him to play in it. Cause it's, it's literally would have been in his backyard and it's kind of a similar thing. I mean, the way it basically, and I'd say when you rank FIBA basketball, when you rank international basketball, it's like the Olympics usually gets viewed as up at the top. Um, just because one, it's, I mean, it's the hardest thing to get into that tournament. And then, I mean, obviously it's global as well with the Olympics. Second, it's, it's the, it's the world cup or what used to be the world championships. Uh, I think 2010 was the last time they, they called it the world championships, but, um, that one that's also global Eurobasket. it's it's europe it's you know it obviously canada us uh you know asian countries can't can't participate in Eurobasket. so the fun thing with Eurobasket is that i personally think it's actually the most entertaining tournament because one there's a, always a lot of nba talent i mean the vast majority of nba talent comes from from europe for you know if you look at the percentages of international guys and now that you have over 35 NBA guys in this tournament, including the latest two MVPs in Nikola Jokic and Giannis Dedekumbo, like that level kind of goes up. So for Franz, this is kind of a special opportunity because he's kind of, you know, whether Dennis Schroeder admits it or not, uh, Franz is kind of their, not kind of, is their best player, is Germany's best player. So when you're in a situation where, you're the kind of the go-to guy or ideally you should be the go-to guy. I mean, automatically you're going to try and, you know, you're going to have to improve one way or another to elevate your team or else you're just not going to progress in the tournament. So for Franz, the way we looked at him with the magic last season is we were always like begging for him to get more touches, more shots, be more selfish. And now with Germany, because of either injuries or certain guys didn't show up for, for the German national team, like he has to do that or else his country's going to fail. So as much as we let, you know, as much as he, he's going to want to defer to some of his more kind of senior teammates, as much as he wants to just cut or just pass or maybe stay in the corner a little bit, just to kind of spread the floor. Like he's going to have to be a driving offensive force. And that's going to be fascinating to see. Well, and, and so far watching him, he, he hasn't seemed to have any problem kind of stepping into that role. Like he seemed to be like, oh, yeah, I, I belong here. I'm on the world stage. Almost to the point of like Schroeder is the one like, wait, 
you're the best player like he, he almost seems a little surprised by it. have you noticed that dynamic a little bit so far or? yeah so with Schroeder I mean he's what 28 now uh and so he's been playing for Germany since like 2015 and he just became the captain the previous captain that they had for like over a dozen years just retired or didn't retire just got cut from the team so (laughs) Schroeder is the captain but with Schroeder he looks kind of rusty in some of these games early on um at least in the warmups and stuff and now he's got an ankle injury himself like we don't know you know no one knows if he's going to be ready for these two uh world cup qualifying games coming up or for euro basket to start september 1st itself but um i mean you could kind of see in the, in the first game when franz scored like 26 against belgium where Schroeder wasn't actually really giving him the ball much yeah. to then you know uh in this in this super cup uh fr- you know friendly tournament that just had over the weekend like schroeder was giving him the ball or trying to give him the ball okay and so I think he's trying to, I think he's figuring it out one way or another, whether it's just naturally like, Oh, this kid's really good. Or if it's the coaching staff that's saying, get Franz the ball. Nice. Okay. Before we get to more focus just on Franz or, or other aspects of, of this summer for him, what can you tell me a little bit more about the structure of FIBA and, and how this summer is actually going to play out? Because it sounds like, I mean, it. I mean, I know this. There, these last couple of games have been more exhibition friendlies yeah. between different countries. They don't yeah. really mean anything yet. When does the game? When do the games start to mean something? And and what does the structure look like for you know this whole uh, experience? It's complicated because it's it's just recently changed over the last decade. So like there there was people that were like, and also the pandemic played a factor. Like they're sure. playing, you know. So, I mean, when we say FIBA, I mean, you got to think of it, you know, FIBA is the international, you know, world international basketball organization, kind of like how FIFA is the world organization for soccer. So, uh, but with FIBA ball, um, try and break this down the best. So as far as with the games mattering, they start mattering this week, they play Sweden uh, on Thursday and then they play and that's in Stockholm. And then on Sunday, they host Slovenia. So Luka Doncic and Goran Dragic are going to, you know, in Slovenia are going to head to Germany and play them in what, uh, what are called the FIBA world cup qualifiers. So next year is the 2023 FIBA world cup. It's going to be in the Philippines, Indonesia, Japan, uh, Paolo Bencaro's already oh, promised cool. that he's going to play with, for Italy. Oh, he has. So, okay. Nice. Yeah. He's, okay. he's, he's promised to be doing now. He could always change his mind or, or whatever, but he's already committed and promised himself to play for Italy next year. So, um, you know, whether that changes or not, that, that promise is out there. Um, but so these two games are for, you know, a separate tournament, basically they're these teams in, you know, and teams all around the world are playing FIBA world cup qualifiers this week like even the u.s is playing world cup qualifiers even though you know they're probably playing like their f team of talent in these in those qualifiers but you know asian teams african teams uh you know all of the america's teams are you know and of course europe are playing in these qualifiers over the next week basically and i think they're all of them playing two games but um isn't mo bamba in africa right now is he over there to play no, he's in, I mean, he's with the Ivory Coast, I think, for family stuff, oh, based okay. off what okay. I saw was Instagram, so, okay. which is, which is really cool, because I yeah. don't know, I don't know if he's been over there before, or if it's been a really long time since he's been over there, but that's, that's awesome. I know his uh, trainer's yeah. with him, too, so he's still, still getting the work in, which is oh, cool. Yeah, man. yeah, Henry Wu traveled oh, with him, yeah. Gotta All get right, that sorry. work in. No, no, you're good, man, you guys can cut in, because, I mean, it, I can explain it as much as I can. But really, you almost would, have, especially for if you're like a visual learner, like if you just kind of Google uh, image search, like how FIBA, how each of these FIBA tournaments works out, like you can see how like qualifying is broken down and then like the actual tournaments themselves go. But um, basically for any type of international qualifying, and we don't realize this because NBA guys are playing during the NBA season, but like there's qualifying for tournaments going on in November and February when NBA guys can't become available because they're playing for their teams, their NBA teams. So 
Um, basically, with this FIBA World Cup qualifying, there's qualifying games now, November, and then one last stage in February before you know those teams you know that qualify actually qualify for this tournament you know in next summer in the uh in the philippines indonesia and japan so um germany they're in group was it group j of the of their you know european qualifying group they're first they're in first place in their qualifying group i wasn't Um, sure how much danger they were in they are was it six games out of out of a dozen basically or six games yeah, they're six games through. Germany's five and one. They've got Finland, Slovenia, Israel, Sweden, and Estonia in this group that they're playing in. So they're playing against Sweden Thursday, Slovenia Sunday. And basically, if Germany wins both their games, like they're they're probably going to be automatically qualified for to get into that next tournament year's next World year. Gotcha. Um, even if they just split them, like they they need to beat Sweden. Sweden's not good. Um you know, Slovenia is going to be a challenge because it's Luca. It's it's, sure. it's Slovenia, yeah. but um, yeah, basically with that, it's yeah, yeah. Germany just needs to show up for that Sweden game. And, and then the following week is the main event for EuroBasket. EuroBasket championships. Yeah, that's gotcha. that's okay. the European Championship. Nice. Okay. So the last EuroBasket that happened was actually in 2017. Was the last one because of two things. They changed it where Eurobasket's no longer every two years. It's every four years. And then the pandemic delayed everything a year. So, oh, sure. yeah. so, so even like, higher. you know, Luca yeah. was basically, was like a baby when, when Slovenia, when, when Slovenia won it, you know, Goran Dragic was in his prime when Slovenia won Eurobasket. Now we're right. in 2022 and stuff's flipped, but Slovenia are the defending Eurobasket champions. And I mean, that tournament, it's, it's just under three weeks of just a lot of games. You play, you know, you, you play everyone in your group. There's four groups, six teams in each group. So you're playing five games in a matter of like eight or nine days, basically. Who is, uh, what significant names out will, will Franz be playing against, um, in, in his grouping? So, uh, that's, very good question. So Germany's in Group B of Eurobasket. Uh, they come out of the gate against France. So our old friend Evan Fournier wow. going okay. up against him. Yeah, Rudy uh, you know, Gobert. Rudy Gobert. France has the most uh, MB active NBA players uh, okay. on their roster. Yeah. Uh, I think it's either four or five, depending on injuries. But um, and then you know, obviously they've got Slovenia also in their group. So they're facing Slovenia. You know, this upcoming Sunday, the August twenty eighth, and then. Mm-hmm. I think a little over a week later, I think it's like September 6th, I think around there, they, they play them again in group play. So they're going to see a lot of Luka. Um, so obviously Slovenia's got, you know, Luka Doncic, Goran Dragic. Um, and then probably, I don't know if Yusuf Nurkic is playing for Bosnia, Herzegovina, but they're also in the group. Uh, but the other big team in their group is Lithuania, who's got both Jonas Valanciunas and DeMontis Sabonis. So, and There's a lot of NBA. Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. That's a very, very rough. Oh, and Nicky Brasdakis <laughs> is on that team. Yeah. But uh hey, who I think he's he's the third option. So he's he's gonna have to put some points up if Luth Lithuania yeah. wants to go far. So hey, but he can get a bucket from time to time. No, he kind he'll of he'll do good. He'll do good. <laughs> yeah. He's I think the best thing that he could have done was actually join a, a, a really good Lithuanian team in Europe when, you know, if, since he couldn't come back to the magic or whatnot, um, that's going to suit yeah. him well. But, um, and then the other, the only other team that's in their group is, uh, is Hungary and Hungary's not that great. And yeah, group B is a very difficult group. Um, top four teams move on to the round of 16 knockout stage. Right now, I think I've got Germany finishing fourth in that group because I think France, Slovenia, and Lithuania are all better than them right now. But that's the magic of you being a host. You know, Germany gets to host all their group stage games. They host all of the knockout stage games, whether they progress in them or not. Um, and so, you know, Eurobasket and most of these FIBA tournaments in general, like if you're a home hosting nation, you typically get an extra boost from these home crowds. That's sweet. That's awesome. Um, well, and and, and, and what ahead, you sorry, said about man. them maybe finishing fourth, I mean, I, it's like a big part of that is the kind of depletion of their front line. Um, you know, Mo Wagner kind of tragically, right before, you said right before the tournament, uh, has an ankle injury, a little bit of mystery about it, but it was obviously severe enough for them to rule him out immediately 
for the rest of the summer. And then now Daniel Tice dealing with a little thing where maybe they're holding out. Maybe they're just resting him, but maybe there's something else going on. Um, what? How would Mo Wagner have helped this team? Because obviously, you know, last year with Germany, he's like he was doing some 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 great things for them. Like, how much does this hurt their chances and and what we might have seen in terms of his progression? I mean, it's huge because I mean, look, Mo Wagner last last summer dragged Germany to the Tokyo Olympics. Now they didn't do as great in the Tokyo Olympics because, you know, they were going up against better teams and then they were focusing in on Mo to where, you know, he did, he wasn't as efficient. I think he, in the Olympic qualifiers last summer, I think he averaged like 14 points per game, which that that's good. You know, 40 minute FIBA game. That's, that's good. Um, yeah. You know, I think he averaged like 11 in Tokyo, but um, I mean, he was their leading scorer basically. And, they were missing. I mean, they've got more talent now than they did even last year. So for Mo to literally drag that team to Tokyo was really freaking impressive. It really was. And I think that experience led to him having a pretty solid, you know, efficient magic season last season. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, this time last year, I don't think anybody thought Mo would be, you know, maybe on the team now because people were thinking, Oh, you know, he'll stick around another year. Cause he's Franz's brother or whatever, but he played his uh, way into this second year for sure. And yeah. like, and so for Mo not to be on, you know, not to be available. And it's, it, it's just awful timing. He, he literally rolled his ankle in like the last practice before that first friendly Ooh. they played. So, you know, the fact that the magic didn't come out with like a press release about Mo's injury makes me think it's not that bad. Like I know, and he's, you know, Mo's still traveling with, with the German team. Like he's still okay. like, you know, in the huddles and stuff he's standing. I think he was wearing a boot in, uh, when he, in, in the Belgium friendly. Um, I don't know if he's still wearing a boot or not. I, I, you know, when I'm trying to watch these games, I'm actually looking to see if he's wearing a boot, but um <laughs> I, I think it's one of those where, uh, you know, he could probably play through it in like two weeks, but I, the, they just don't want to risk it. Um, and I'm sure he'll be fine by magic training camp. Like I, I, you know, if it was any worse than that, he would have probably flown back to Orlando and there would have probably been some type of team press release, but I, I magic probably shut him down too, to an extent, you know, they probably said, Oh, you rolled your ankle. You, you can't. Cause ultimately the magic have to give the approval for these players to, to, to go play in these these tournaments and these yeah games. and then there's like complicated like insurance stuff with that wow. which i don't even know the whole in-depth stuff mm. with that sometimes it, it's it's literally it's very dependent on like per tournament and then fiba and then there's a, just a whole bunch of different things but Lawyers um get involved <laughs> but with mo not being on the team and the fact that daniel tice it may or may not play in in euro basket now you know and then uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, who I think he played for Germany like five years ago, but he hasn't played for him since. Like they yeah. really could have used Hardenstein for this tournament. Like, yeah, they're low on agent. That was awful timing for them, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen there's been situations where guys who, you know, go into free agency or don't even have a team like they they'll still play for their national team. But that, you know, that gets more complicated because, you know, if you get hurt, then you might be in trouble. Yeah. With that. Yeah. that changes your life. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, but with, you know, with Tice being out with no Hardenstein, like Germany's got like a very undersized front court and just not a very good front court. And they're going to go up against some beefy teams. I mean, you look at France just with, you know, Rudy Gobert, and then you got Lithuania with Valanchunas and Sabonis. Like there's, there's some beef that they're not going to be able to handle. So that's a huge, I mean, just for his size alone, you know, Mo Wagner is basically a seven footer and, the man knows how to handle himself as we've seen, you know, especially when he's setting screens and whatnot, but it just not him not being there. It's, it's a big blow. Like they, I actually think they could have been, he could have had a shot to make the semifinal or go for a medal. If, uh, if Mo was healthy, but without him, it's, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Yeah. Well, and, and I think what, what's, ex what is exciting now is because is that, is that all of the, everything goes to Franz, like everything's a funnel to him. Like if they're going to win, it's going to be because he's having, you know, just magical nights where everything's going in, he's going to the basket and fouling guys out, that kind of stuff. Now, not predicting that, but that's, that's the path for them to, to moving on. We've seen that in years past. You've seen Oscar Schmidt back in the day, or just kind of guys, just carrying guys teams for a, a game or, or so here. So 
that's the hope as a Magic fan, but also for Germany to have that, that the magic in that little wispy goatee kind of goes a little farther in Germany, you know? <laughs> Franz has the Dirk goatee going right now, actually. I, I saw, I've seen some old national team photos of Dirk from like the mid-2000s. And if you compare the goatees with him and Franz, they're actually kind of similar in a funny way. But no, I, Oscar Schmidt's a heck of a name because, I mean, with Brazil, he would, he would put up like 40, 50-point games. But yeah. um, with... With Franz, honestly, he's going to almost have to put up Dirk Nowitzki Germany numbers. And if you look yeah. at at Dirk's FIBA tournament numbers, like he was consistently like a 23 to like 27 point per game score. And again, we're talking about 40 point <laughs> or 40 minute FIBA games where some of the games are blowouts and Dirk probably, you know, and, and sometimes you're not playing that much, you know, because you know, because you're, you're, you're crushing other teams, but I mean, Franz has two 20 plus point games so far in these, in these friendlies effortless and, in some ways. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, he went up, you know, he went up against a really tough Serbia team in, in his most recent friendly. And, you know, he, he had a rough go of it. He only had five points. There was shots that he made against the Czech Republic that just did, would not drop for him against Serbia. But then the other thing is just teams are going to try and get the ball out of his hands because especially when there's no Dennis Schroeder on the floor, when there's no Daniel Tice there, like if you're the, if he's the only NBA guy on the floor, it's, it's going to be a challenge for him to get points or to get touches or, or, you know, because teams are double and triple teaming him whenever he even thinks about going into the paint. Question. I'm excited to see how he plays through that adversity of, of not having, uh, you know, some of the help that he he should have and oh yeah you know hopefully um you know uh Dennis Schroeder can can come back and be a a, a little bit of a, a help there for him to at least have someone else that can can handle the ball um and maybe pull some players uh, some defenders away from him here and there um but I want to I want to transition just for a second here still still about the overall thing but Paulo didn't play for is not playing for Italy this summer um, how did you feel when, when we found out that information? Were you glad, a little bit disappointed? I feel, I have mixed feelings about it. Part of me is thinking like, you know, it would have been cool to like, I think it's always cool when someone represents their, their country, but at the same point, I can kind of see like, all right, this is his first summer kind of going into the league. Um, you know, there's a lot of change moving to a new city and just, all sorts of stuff or, Hey, you know, I got a bunch of programs to play in. Um, I don't know. Like, so I kind of get why he's not. Um, I doubt the team shut him down for this. I don't know. What, what, what's your thoughts on, on Paulo not playing for Italy, Adam? So, I mean, I, I could see Malik laughing cause he's seen my tweets <laughs> and stuff and I know you have too. So and obviously, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm explaining this during a podcast. Not everybody follows me on Twitter, but for probably smart reasons. Uh, but I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of Paolo, uh, not playing for Italy. I, I get it. You know, you're, you're the number one pick. Um, there, there is a big adjustment period going from college to NBA draft combine stuff to the actual draft to you're the number one pick. But when you see him at these pro-ams and you're seeing him go up against guys that aren't professional athletes, or he's in a situation where he's playing in a super humid gym that's slippery in Seattle where he didn't get hurt, but Chet Holmgren got hurt. Um, you know, Scary. You, you know, as cool as it is that, I mean, and it's a lot of these are for charity. I get that. And, you know, he's clearly, you know, he's, it seems like he's going back and forth between like Washington and New York and his work in which that that's, cool and fine um if you've got plans on playing for italy next year when you're in you know asia i don't see why you can you know I, I could see it as a much bigger benefit for him to actually play for italy when all of their euro basket group stage games are in italy um and not everybody on that italian national team speaks italian nico Mannion's on that team and that guy can get you know that guy showed against serbia that he's he's a danger from deep um he, he's fully healthy shot. right he, i know we had the issues a couple years or so ago but nico Mannion's doing well healthy health wise i mean or? if that's not him healthy I, i'd like to see what he what he's like healthy but i mean he's awesome. he, he, yeah, looked, he's he well. looks great but i'm glad um, to hear that cool. yeah okay. he looked he looks really good but i mean that's the that's the thing is 
the way I see it too, it's like a marketing opportunity as well, because kind of like how Franz, you're going to see over the next few weeks, like Franz's popularity internationally is going to explode when they real, when they see sure. this kid dropping 20 plus points per game. Paolo Bencaro can legitimately be like the Giannis Adetokounmpo of Italy. Like, and he's going to, he would have had the chance to go up against Yanni in, 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 uh, in Eurobasket. I mean, he's, there's some good teams in that Italy group, uh, you know, including Greece and, and Croatia as well. But um, I mean, it's, it comes down to me playing much more, you know, if you can play meaningful basketball in amazing atmospheres, I don't see why you couldn't, you know, why you shouldn't do it, you know, especially when you're still going to go play like these practice games or pro-am games or whatnot. And, you know, I, I get it. Maybe that it's, it's obviously more kind of laid back uh, and, and like you can still kind of focus on doing your preparation work and whatnot. Whereas, you know, if you're in a tournament setting like you, for the next month, you know, you're you're just doing you're doing a lot of practices for your national team. But I just see that as him being exposed to just different things, to just different talents, different strategies, different ideas. Um, and again, he's going to, you know, as long as Italy qualifies for the world cup next year, um, you know, he's going to be playing for them next year in the world cup. And it would have been really cool. Cause this is kind of, you know, who knows when Italy's going to host anything from an international tournament perspective as well. Like yeah. I, I just think it's really cool. And he could have indoctrinated himself in, in that Italian culture in, in front of, you know, all, all those Italian fans that would probably love him the second he stepped on a basketball floor. So that's my viewpoint, but I, I get, you know, Steve, you know, Steven, I get the, the other viewpoint. I really do. But I mean, you're talking to a guy that's, that's pro international ball. Like sure. I, you know. yeah, I, I think had it not been his like drafted year, he probably would be there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. And who knows, maybe, maybe this was the magic saying, no, I don't think it was. Um, I doubt he even asked, but there's always, there always is that chance because all these, you know, all these programs have to be approved by the magic too. Um, which is interesting. So yeah, well, magic. I, I, oh, I was gonna sorry, I was gonna say, I mean, the magic, I mean, even with the Hennigan era, but with you know, with this, you know, Hammond and Weltman era, like they as far as I know, like they if the guys want to play internationally, they they let them play internationally. Yeah. Like um, they haven't really said no to a lot of things from no, Cuba and like discouragement stuff. The, yeah. the th like they haven't pulled like an Oklahoma City thing where they told like uh Pogashevsky not to play or yeah. You know, I, I know Miami told Nikola Jovic no. Uh, that yeah. was publicly known. But as far as I know with the Magic, like, they they haven't really done that. So um, You don't really tell Hoopers no. <laughs> They're going to go play yeah. either way. You might as well, you know, especially in a controlled environment like like yeah. this where they have a professional staff with them and stuff like that and, 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 and training yeah. centers, tr well, you know, not NBA-level training centers, but, you know, dedicated locations. So it's... It's uh yeah, I think it would have been cool. And hopefully he does play next year. I think that'll be fun and a great opportunity. And and honestly, if if I had imagined one that I could have made it where he was able to play, I mean, everything you said just yeah you know, makes me smile because totally. it's, it's such a great opportunity. Uh could have gotten your feet wet. For me, uh having him shut down basically from April to July, where he, as you said, he didn't pl play any five on five and hadn't played with the Italian team, I think that was a kind of an obstacle. But if you could have somehow washed that away and have it happen, it, it would have been, been glorious, I think. So, I'm, and I'm looking forward to it happening in, in the future. I think, like as you say, the international acclaim and the fame, of which we've already seen a little bit, just Paolo right now is kind of, kind of the Q rating of the magic has shot up since, since we've, we drafted him. I think it's only going to go up even more as it gets with the inter Italian national team. And I was uh, really glad to hear what you said about that promise. I hope we can hold him to that. I think that'd be pretty exciting to see in the future. Adam, question for you. Um, as we mm -hmm. start to wrap up this conversation, I just want to transition a little bit to this upcoming season. Um, when we drafted Paulo, is that who you wanted? Were you psyched on that, on that draft pick for, for those that might not have heard your podcast reacting to those, to, 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 to our you know draft mm -hmm. situation? Yeah, I was I was very happy. I mean, I had it. I had I had Jabari Smith Jr. one A, and I had Paolo Bencaro one B. Like I, that's where I was for nice. like the, basically the final two weeks going into the draft. Um, I had Chet Holmgren much much lower on my list. Um, we we were similar. 
you know, uh, I don't know if you were, you were as low as I was. Like I, I had him as like my, <laughs> my sixth, like seven I had him like as that. like seventh, I think uh, on my <laughs> list. So that's how low I, I, I was. On he was chat. still three on my board with Jane I know, Ivy yeah. very close to him. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had I Ivy had, third, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, Ivy's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm, I was very happy either way, you know, with, with Jabari Smith jr. Like the tiebreaker with me was just, you kept hearing this thing about how like he had the best work ethic in the draft. Yeah. Um, there wasn't like physical concerns necessarily. Like, you know, there's still kind of that sweat thing in the back of your head right, when right, it comes yeah. to Paolo. But I, you know, when, when you know, it, it maybe it should have just been obvious to begin with when you looked at what Paolo did in the NCAA tournament, what he did, what he does when he's going up against big competition, like when he crushed Chet Holmgren in their one meeting, basically. Uh, back in December against Gonzaga, like the kid shows up when, when it matters. And, you know, I, I'm happy with Powell. I, I really, I, I could, I didn't, you know, I, I was very happy at the time during the draft. Um, you know, as long as Jabari or Paolo, I was good, but you know, since then it it seems to be looking great right now, but you know, obviously it's going to take two, three years to really play out to know who sure. is correct. But um, I, it's tough not to, you know, it's tough not to be happy with what we've seen from Paolo so far. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I'm very excited. He, you know, 6'10", 6'11", whatever, whatever his actual size is, you know, handles I think the ball. he's seven foot. He Amazing. might be seven foot, depending on the shoe. Dude, I mean, he's a depending on the shoe, he might be seven foot. You know, like, maybe he makes real. his signature shoe with Jordan Brandon a couple of years, you know, to make sure he's definitely seven foot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. You know, he's, I, I agree. It's, it's, uh, yeah, he was, he was number one on my board from, from the beginning, but, um, you know, there was definitely some close, some, uh, you know, I flip-flopped on Chet and Jabari here and there, but ultimately none of them ever surpassed Paulo, um, which which for me was, you know, I felt good. Rarely do I like the guy we actually draft. Um, <laughs> you know, like from like that, that, as in that's my guy from day one and like, yeah. oh, hey, that's, we, we draft him. So I was, I was psyched on that. Um, now, sorry, now go ahead. Thing, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, Adam, I, I know for me, for whatever reason, um, maybe it's the Pollyanna in me, I'm very kind of calm and zen about this upcoming season. I'm looking forward to see what they've created kind of percolate and let the chips fall where they may, that kind of thing. I know some people aren't quite as uh, calm about it. They, they, they kind of feel like oh, we get, there needs to be a move made. There's something that has to be done. Uh, if this goes on, it's not going to work. I kind of felt more of that vibe listening to, to, to you and, and pops. I mean, and, and um, you know, where are you at in terms of how you feel about like, are, are you just good with the way they are right now? You're like, man, there's some missed opportunities. They should have done this or they need to do this. Where do you stand right now going into the season? Oh man. So uh, yeah. look, if they, if they go with what they got going to the regular season, you know, which it, it kind of looking like that, although technically have like 22 guys on the roster going into yeah. training camp. So something's going coming. on, yeah. something's up. So um, either that or some, some people need to check with their sources on signings. I don't know, but um yeah, I it look, I I'm a guy that's that says go get Donovan Mitchell. Um I'm you know, I've I've or I've <laughs> offered the trade package out there where it's three first round picks and a pick swap, you know, two of those picks being that 2023 Bulls pick and that 2025 Denver pick and then I'm including Jonathan Isaac, uh Jalen Suggs, and Terrence Ross. And I think we'd have to take like Rudy Gay back for money purposes or whatever. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I view it. I think Donovan Mitchell is the best player at the best age, you know, age range that's available now, four months from now, 11 months from now, like that's, that's the best talent that's available. And, you know, I've seen recently the whole Jordan pool thing. Like I just think Mitchell has so many reps as the go-to guy where every night that he's on the court in the NBA, he has to deal with being treated defensively as the number one scoring option. And Jordan pool as, as awesome as that rise has been for him, hasn't had to come nearly close to that type of attention. Um, in one way or another, the Magic are going to have to consolidate assets because we're getting to a point now where these rookie scale contracts are coming to an end and you got to start paying dudes either way. And we can't pull a Golden State where 
you know, we have like infinite money coming in from the chase center and we're okay carrying like a $300 million payroll. Like I, yeah. I just don't see the DeVos family being okay with that or capable of that at this point. Uh, maybe they would prove me wrong in that situation, but um, I just, you know, and, and I always tell people when it comes to, you know, my feelings with Mitchell is like, okay, if you don't want Donovan Mitchell, who do you, you know, who do you think the magic can get either via trade between now and next, you know, in July, or who can do you think we can get next summer in free agency? And I haven't heard a lot of convincing cases. I guess the most convincing one might be Jordan Poole, but I just, I don't think he's near the level Donovan Mitchell is. And I know people have come out with some advanced uh, numbers, you know, towards me as far as like, oh, well, he, you know, he doesn't really move the ball around or like they, he, you know, he likes playing, you know, stopping the ball. Uh, they play in such a slow paced offense. My thing is, you know, Mitch, that a lot of that was because Utah was an older team and then Rudy Gobert just okay, kind of yeah. slows everything down. If you put Mitchell in what ideally is kind of what Mosley wants is a fairly quick offense that's very quick with passing, very quick with pick and roll type stuff, uh, dribble handoffs galore uh, that are just quick and rapid. I think Mitchell could even be, you know, he could do even better than what he's done scoring wise. Like he could get over 30 points per game in a season. With, Man. with the magic, not making that move as it looks right now, unless they pull what they did on draft and all of a sudden we're, we're in it when no one expected it to be, yeah. um, you know, with that, not, not being the case, how are you, how, how else are you feeling? I'm nervous that the door is still open for another tanking season. And I just don't, I just think from a culture perspective, from a fan base perspective, like we can't have like another sub 25 win season again. Like we, like, I just think you, you're yeah. harming yourself both when you're trying to bring in free agents or when you're trying to make a big trade for a star person, this season needs to be about just trying to win as many games as you can. Um, so, you know, when I say, I think Gary Harris should start at the two over Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony, that's because <laughs> I think Gary Harris, yeah, you and I are on the same page with that, Stephen. but I mean, you know, I just think Gary Harris is the more balanced player on both ends of the floor. Now, if we get into preseason and training camp and, you know, Suggs is shooting like 35% from three point range, then that opens the door because, as we've heard with Jeff Weltman loving, you know, guys that are in the top 90 percentile or whatnot and things like right, Jalen right. Suggs is a top 90 percentile defender. So, defender, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous for a couple of things, you know, that in particular is like, if we pick up say like an injury or two, like that, like the doors open again for another tank yeah. tanking season. I just, I don't think we can do that. So that's why, you know, I would like to do like a, a grand trade like Mitchell, just because if you've got the opportunity and the assets to do it now, why wait 12 months when you've got, you know, when you, especially when you got a guy that's under the age of 27 years old, you know, that you can get. But um, I mean, the other thing is I'm, I'm curious to see what this coaching staff's going to do, you know, because last season people forget like that first month, like we lost a lot of games due to either just inexperienced coaching decisions or just coaching, just we flat did. out coaching mistakes. Like we lost Mosley a lot was of games not looking like a good coach at the start of the season. And, you know, to, to his credit, he got better as the season progressed. Yeah. Like it's, you, you know, you'd be lying to say that he grew together. Um, yeah, no, he definitely has shown improvement. Now it's tough too, when there's kind of, uh, a, a, a sub, you know, a, a kind of a secret tanking agenda almost wet no towards the end of the season. <laughs> you try to keep it a secret anyway, but I mean, like, it's, I'm curious to see how they get out of the gate. Like, can, it can, and especially with a fairly road heavy, kind of oh, challenging yeah. start to the season, like, are they going to come out of the gate and start punching people in the face like Scott Skiles' team did? Um, you know, where out of nowhere, they looked like they were going to be a playoff team. And hopefully they don't peter out like they did once they went, did the London trip, you know, from January and on. And then we're not they, allowed they, to play they, in, in, in Europe anymore during the season. It's well, we're not doing that this year. So not even, there's not even preseason games. Like it'd be, you'd be surprised how many yeah. NBA teams are playing preseason games overseas. Like the magic aren't yeah. going anywhere. So that might be to their advantage. We did our time um, a few years ago when we went to Mexico and Brazil and stuff and like Brazil. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, but, and yeah, so, um, well, you know what, Adam, I, I have to say that, um, 
hearing uh, kept up a little too late, Papa Giorgio talking about the possibilities of Donovan Mitchell, so reasonable. It does kind of, it does bring me around a lot more the way you bring it up in terms of, hey, this many swaps, this many picks, uh, what are you going to get in terms of free agency? It definitely uh, feels a lot more palatable the, the way you bring it up and everything like that. Um, to me, I, I kind of think more just having that flexibility is the option, but in terms of a tangible goal, I mean, it, it's hard to argue against, you know, Donovan Mitchell in terms of that, that kind of a move and everything like that. I don't share your pessimism in terms of uh, outright tanking, but I do think that it, it definitely is a possibility where if the team does fall out of the playing range, that they could kind of dip down into that yeah. kind of 30s rate, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, yeah, look, no, yeah. If, if, look, if we're in the last few weeks of the season and we know the Magic aren't making the plan, then fine. Like, whatever, you you do what you got to do. But I mean, until like it's officially the Magic are out of the plan, like, I don't want to see us tanking. Like, I, I just, I don't want to see that. The goal should be the plan, getting the playing tournament. That should be the goal. Whether we get there or not, we're going to see because the East is very competitive. And I'm worried that I'm going to see Donovan Mitchell on another Southeast division team other than the magic. That's that mm-hmm. gets interesting real quick. Um, and even on the Knicks, if he's on the Knicks, I don't care what else is going on with them. Like if you have Brunson and, and Don and Donovan Mitchell, like you're not a bad team. I don't, yeah. you know, you might not be a top five. You're going to get a lot of eyes too. You're going to be, you're going to be good. You're going to be, you're going to be good. And so that, that that's the other thing. And you know, that, that, you know, you got a couple big stars now that you're waiting on to see, like, are they going to move? Like you got Kevin Durant, you've got Mitchell, like there's, there's stuff that's still kind of holding things back on like what we can really expect because yeah. I mean, you know, we could talk about playing and stuff, but you know, if a couple thing, a couple big trades happen, a couple things shift here and there, like the magic might at right best now. be looking at like 11th seed. Cause I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot of shifting going on right now. So, um, but you know, that's why I try not to make any season predictions till like we, you know, we're basically like a week out from the season starting. Cause I'd yeah. like, I want to see how this team looks in training camp and preseason. Sure. Well, for, for, for me, the biggest reason why, why I, I don't want them, the magic to, to get back down to tanking and we'll kind of wrap up, up on this a little bit is that I don't want you and your podcast to kind of vanish again, because I, I there were some dark times when the magic were losing and losing on purpose and losing with ineptitude that I thought the opinion pops podcast was not going to come back. But now that there are players that are exciting, young guys, there's a direction you guys are regularly back. And I, I really enjoy what you guys bring. I, I have so much Pollyanna optimism, that kind of thing, but to hear your kind of measured kind of like, Hey, ease back a little bit. Let's see how things go. I, I really come to value what you guys bring. I listen to you guys every time. So I definitely want to keep that up and have a direction for the team because I think that's what keeps you guys on the air. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Malik. No, I mean, look, there's I'll, I'll go quickly through this, but basically, like uh, Penny and I did, you know, ha- have been podcasting, you know, on and off since summer of 2009, and you know, we had different variations of shows. You know, when I was blogging and then I when I was with Magic Basketball Online from like 2012 through, you know, for four or five years you know in 2016 i brought like i brought the penny and pops podcast back and then you know i did that for a few years and i i just you know i couldn't after so many years of not making the playoffs and so much dumpster fire stuff that i had to watch as a media guy like it it just got to me and then you know I basically went away for, you know, we, we went away for two and a half years because I was getting my MBA. That's basically what it came down to at that point. Right. So I was doing my full-time career job. And then at night I'd go to UCF and, and finish my MBA, you know, and complete my MBA. But um, yeah, it's, I've seen a lot of stuff, you know, I've been, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm 34 years old. I'm born and raised in Orlando. Like, you know, I've been watching this team since, you know, I remember watching this team since 94, basically. Like I put, I I've seen a lot of great games. I've seen a lot, a lot of bad games. Like Mm -hmm. in the past decade, we went from a top uh, for being, you know, went from being top 10 in NBA win percentage to bottom 10 in NBA winning percentage as a franchise. So, you know, the past decade has been rough. It it really has. Um, And, you know, I am, I'm a very optimistic person, believe it or not. It doesn't always come out, but I'm <laughs> usually, I'm a very, very optimistic person. Um, Dang, but you know, I 
Stop playing I, the magic then, man. <laughs> <laughs> I uh but I I do have I do have hope with this team. Like there's a lot of a lot of stuff can can turn really good really quickly and it could happen this it. season even. But um, you know, we'll see. We gotta let it play out. <laughs> we uh we share similar views um you know on, on quite a few things and uh you know one of them is Donovan's available. Let's go. I'm I'm in the camp too of he's available. Not every tape this type of player who fits the team and timeline and on this contract is available. Let's go get him because like you said, what's next? I like pool as an option, but that's if Donovan is not available and I think it's a Nick, right. That's, that's the thing, right. You know? So I don't know, long story short, uh, I guess really what I'm trying to say is, is Adam, I, I like hearing your show as well. I like hearing your views because often, there's there's times when Malik and I are completely way off, and then I feel validated. I'm like, oh, cool! I'm not the only one that thinks this is crazy. Uh, and Gary Adam, Harris gang, to- man, Gary yes, Harris gang. <laughs> yes, we brought it from the start. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, well, Adam, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to jump on our show, even with our behind the scenes mix up today. So, thank you for for joining when, when us. When you go over there, Adam? When you go over overseas? I know you're going over to watch though. So are we talking about the Eurobasket stuff? Yeah, yeah. Aren't you going over or is that? I am going. Or? So back in in March, I booked. Oh, yeah. You have this like for, grail trip coming up. I I am going to be at the Eurobasket semifinals. So uh, yes. I, so that's going to be in Berlin. Um, I don't know which teams are going to be in the semifinals. Like I it would be cra- it'd be crazy if, if Franz and Germany were in it. I would do you have I have great great face paint. You're going to get all no face paint. I won't have I won't have that much time, honestly, because I I think I get into Berlin at like 2 p.m. local time. So and then the first semifinal blue, game right? starts just, at like 515. I'll have I'll have a Greek I'll have a Giannis jersey or something, okay, but cool. you know, at work at minimum. <laughs> but nice, um, you know, if Franz and Germany make it to the semifinal, I'm bringing my laptop and my podcasting stuff and I'm podcasting after that. Do after it. that for sure. Um, but you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Greece is in the semifinal. That'd be freaking amazing. Um, yeah. But I, it's it's my it's to be the first time I'll be at a at a EuroBasket, and it's awesome. part of like a grander like Germany, like Austria, Czech Republic type nine day trip because I'm a crazy person when it comes to packing stuff in in a short amount of time. But I always have a great time, and it always works out for me. And uh, you know, for people that 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 aren't obviously going to to Eurobasket and Oktoberfest and stuff like that, they'll live um, through you. Yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> they'll live through me. But you know, also you can watch all the games. They're all available on ESPN Plus. Or if yeah. you stream them illegally, you'll do that anyway. They you don't know, by any means anyway. So, uh, but all the games are going to be on ESPN Plus. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Adam, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, listeners of this podcast, if you're not listening to the Penny and Pop podcast, make sure you check it out. We'll have it in our show notes uh, below. Um, so yeah, again, thanks again, Adam. Appreciate it, listeners. Handful more weeks. We got we got FIBA basketball start. You know, ramping up even more next week, and then you know a little bit later in September, things get a little bit more real here in Orlando. So, till then, uh, let's go Magic. Peace. winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 